We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Wire's new program, Blue Wire Hustle, which you can hear about more during today's ads. Uh, happy 2021. We, we finally left 2020 in the dust, uh, hopefully a better year for all of us uh, this coming year. Touched on this a lot in the 100th episode special a few months back, but as far as just taking into you know consideration the entire year of 2020, thank you to everyone who listened to the show, everyone who's joined the Big Screen Sports Facebook group, everyone who's rated and reviewed on Apple Podcasts, and everyone who just pays attention to the show. That's it's awesome. I started this about two years ago now, just you know, looking for a fun, fun outlet to talk sports movies. And it's cool this little listenership we've grown into. It it makes my day every time someone posts in the Facebook group or um, you know, I get a, a Twitter, Instagram DM just talking about an episode, or even like a hey, you should cover this, you should cover that. Uh it, it's it's been awesome to know that that other people that, that you guys are enjoying this. So uh, hopefully going to be 2021 is going to be a better year for everyone, but uh, looking forward to it being a, a even better year for this podcast, looking at trying some new episode formats, uh, covering some more great movies, maybe getting into a few more TV shows. I am looking forward to 2021. I hope you are too, as far as this show. If you are, if you have things that you want to see out of the show in 2021, by all means, let me know on Twitter. Uh, that's my personal Twitter, usually at Kyle Bandu. You can also let me know on the big screen sports Twitter at big underscore screen sport. Uh, the Facebook group, obviously, um, Instagram as well. I'm not on there as much as I used to be with the uh, the big screen sports one. But if there's stuff you want covered, if there's a TV show we should dive into, by all means, let me know. Um, I those Those listener interactions are the absolute best. Um, really appreciate anyone who's listening to this show and looking forward to a good year in 2021. We're still right in the middle of the Eastbound and Down rewatch, just taking a break this week because frankly, I didn't have uh, I didn't have the time to record an episode. Jeremy and I, we're going to be back at it next week. We have two episodes left in season one, going to have a, a special guest for the finale of season one. I'm thinking a listener questions episode to, to round that out, to round out the month of January. Uh, we'll, we'll be taking those questions from the big screen sports Facebook group. 
Um, and then, you know, I kind of leave it up to the listeners is what we need to do next. Should we go back to sports movies for a little bit? Uh, have a good, you know, couple lined up if we want to do that. Or should we roll right into season two, follow uh, Kenny Powers to Mexico? I'm going to let the listeners decide. I'll probably let just the Facebook group decide. Um, so again, you know, if, um, you know, if you want to, uh, if you want to have a say in that and you haven't yet join the big screen sports, Facebook group, uh, everybody's favorite destructive social media website. If anyone has a better group suggestion or wants to put something together, uh, I'm all ears. Facebook just, you know, has worked. It's just easier for me, but you know, if there's, I don't do discord, I'm open to learn. If someone wants to do a big screen sports discord, if that's better, I've heard good things. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm going to uh, take the listener questions from with the Eastbound and Down. Uh, that's where I'm going to leave, I guess, what comes after Eastbound and Down Season 1. I'll leave that up to those listeners as well. I've really enjoyed talking Eastbound and Down. It's been nice doing the same thing every week. Really enjoyed uh, you know, vibing with Jeremy on that. So uh, it, you know, if everyone else is enjoying Eastbound and Down, I am, I am game to follow Kenny Powers to Mexico. Today's episode is going to be a, uh, a quick, fun episode that I left up for a vote in that Facebook group. Um, gave a couple options, just something to do on a, a Sunday afternoon to get out Monday, and the, uh, it was a resounding win uh, by the few listeners who, who voted, thanks to everyone who voted in the Big Screen Sports Facebook group. Uh, we're going to talk about the five worst movies I've covered in the history of this podcast on today's little mini-sode. Um, I, I am taking these ratings via Letterboxd. If any, if anyone is on Letterboxd, anyone listening, I, I posted about this in the group, but I would love for any listeners, if you're on Letterboxd, by all means, uh, follow me. I will do that follow back. I love Letterboxd. I think Letterboxd is really fun. If you're not familiar, it's basically like a movie social media site. Um, you can follow, you know, I follow a couple movie podcasters whose opinions I really respect. Um, you know, past guests of this show. And basically, it's your way to catalog what movies you've been watching, what you want to see, and what you thought of the movies that, um, you know, that, that you've seen. You can do a, a rating, a one to five star rating. You can do a review. I'm a big fan of Letterboxd. So if anyone here is listening, if you're on Letterboxd, do you get on Letterboxd? Uh, I've got a list of every single movie I've covered on this show. Uh, it's 59 deep. I feel like that's shallow considering we're over 100 episodes, but I know we've done, you know, we've done the Kenny Powers episodes, we've done other themed episodes, but if, if I'm missing any and you see that list, by all means, uh, remind me, but I also rate every movie uh, within one to five stars. I don't, I haven't really done any reviews, any written out reviews. I've thought about it, but um, it's just easier to, to tap that little five star rating. So with that being said, these movies are all the getting into the five worst. These are all movies that I believe I have given a one star or worse review on Letterboxd. Actually, correction. I gave two of these a one and a half star review. The rest of them, uh, either one star or a half star. A few dishonorable mentions. Again, we've covered I, a lot of these movies that I've covered on this podcast are movies I hadn't seen before. Um, like, for one, High School Musical. I hadn't seen High School Musical. High School Musical, I guess, is good for what it is, which is a, a, a Disney movie mu musical made for small children. Uh, that That's a two star. I gave it two stars. feel like I'm generous. Uh, Rookie of the Year is one I've gotten some pushback on. I gave Rookie of the Year two stars. I it It's got the nostalgia factor, and it's got Daniel Stern doing some good work. The you watch that movie as an adult. I've talked about this. It's not good. Um, I was going between you know one star, one and a half stars, two stars. I feel like for the nostalgia factor, um, I gave it two stars. Some other two star ones. We Are Marshall. I falls flat for me. 
Uh, the Game Plan, which is the the Rock movie. Again, that's a movie that is what it's trying to be, which is a kids movie, not a serious movie for adults. Um, when Saturday comes, which was actually a very early episode, it's a um, it's a soccer movie. It's a very underseen soccer movie. Sean Bean uh, from '96 had JJ uh, Devaney uh, from ESPN on to cover that one early on. It was probably it was well over a year ago. Uh, kind of fell flat, but. None of those make my my worst five movies. Um, and, and I will say that a lot of these made for really fun episodes. That's been the good thing about this podcast. High School Musical had Mike Schubert on. That was a really fun episode. I always love talking to Mike. Uh, Rookie of the Year had Mike Camerlengo on. Uh, he's great. That was a fun episode. Uh, we Are Marshall had Jeff Perlman on. So th- that's been the fun thing about this podcast is, you know, I, I love covering the movies I love, but... Covering bad movies is fun, too. So um, let's get into the worst. And with kind of a caveat in the, the worst movies, some of these some of these are bad. Some of these I never want to see again. Others are, you know, in, in with number five uh, is a movie that I will I will watch again. It will happen. Will hate myself for it. But it, it's, you know, when it's on TV, I'll probably watch it, even though, like, I know in my heart this movie sucks. And I will tell you that fifth worst movie after the break. Let's listen to an ad. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your own podcast right here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. It's something that I wish I would have had when I was first uh, getting into the podcast game would have been extremely helpful. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, and that includes your boy on uh, January 14th, so tune into that. Uh, access to our community Discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On top of that, Blue Wire is going to help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. The best part is you can get this all for only $15 a month, the same rate as other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. I uh, paid a hosting platform more than this when I started out my podcast, and they were terrible. Uh, again, this is something I, I really wish I would have had uh, getting into the podcast game. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that is bwhustle.com join. All right, we're back. And number five. Getting right into it, the the five worst movies that I have covered on this podcast in a little less than two years. Uh, first and foremost, I need to apologize to my buddy Darren Vaught on this one, because I think this movie is special for him, um, and it, it should have been better in a lot of ways, but when you think about it, it, it makes sense how bad it is. It's Summer Catch, the, uh, the 2001 Freddie Prince Jr., Jessica Biel. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. plays a, a left-handed pitcher in the Cape Cod League, uh, also, it, it is much more of a rom-com with uh, not not great on the com. This movie on the surface is, especially now, like even I, I saw this one pretty, you know, pretty early into my teenage years. I saw it in the early 2000s. Like, yeah, it appealed to me more because of the Jessica Biel thing, which is, I think, is what the, the people who made this movie and the producers were hoping. You know, Jessica Biel, Freddie Prinze Jr. at the time, two super hot people going to drive folks to the box office. But like now... If you told me there was a movie coming out about the Cape Cod League, about a, about a pitcher in his last chance in the Cape, like that is so 
my shit. So my shit. Would love it. Like an everybody wants some style made movie, but about the cape. Sign your boy up. Sign me up. Would absolutely love for it. Uh, this one is just, it wasn't made with sports in mind. Wasn't made with much in mind other than, you know, people like Freddie Prince Jr., teens like Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Biel. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., you know, as you know, as a longtime listener to this show, as I'm, you know, as I'm sure you are, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., we, we've named our worst athlete award after him. Freddie Prince Jr. is not an athlete. He is, uh, he looks horrendous. He is supposed to be throwing absolute cheese as a left-hand pitcher in the Cape. It doesn't work. Um, there, there's just not much that uh, they put into the sports in this one besides getting, you know, the actual Cape uniforms. And the the vibes of the league are actually pretty good. Uh, a bunch of, you know, borderline mass holes uh, watching, fo- you know, watching uh, baseball in what seems like, um, you know, small high school fields, which is like what the Cape is, which is kind of cool. It's not... It's not like the Northwoods or the Coastal Plains or the other, you know, the big summer leagues. Like it is, you know, small fields surrounded by people in lawn chairs. That part is cool. Um, they got that. But everything else about this movie, especially the sports, not very good. Uh, but like I said, this one is on MLB Network pretty often. It also, you know, I think it it pops on other, you know, other channels every now and then. And I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to feel good about it, but I'm going to throw it on at least for a couple scenes, you know, maybe the 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 last scene where he walks away from a perfect game, which is it's just so bad. Um, you know, there, there's a couple other scenes. This one, this movie's one other saving grace. It's pretty good Matthew Lillard. I feel like I'm a I've got a solid amount of Matthew Lillard stock and uh he's he's pretty enjoyable in this one. Um he's not Matthew Lillard, a lot of the time, is trying to do a lot. And this one, he's, he's not really doing a whole lot. He's just kind of, you know, he's being likable. He's being funny. Um, he's not, you know, he's, he's not being an asshole. Like, I really like Matthew Lillard in this one. So um, that, that's about the most it's got going for it. You know, Freddie Prince Jr. never won an Oscar, never will. Uh, shout out to, to him and his, his longtime wife, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like, they have kept it together for a long time. But they have a new, I think... Uh, Maybe it's Jet Dry or Cascade. I don't know. They have a new commercial. Um, I'm just happy to see that they're doing well. And, you know, that that makes me happy. But uh, this movie is bad. I will watch it next time it's on TV. I will text some friends and say, man, Summer Catch is terrible. But uh, I'm still going to subject myself to it. But, yeah, that's the first, uh, the fifth worst movie that I've covered on this podcast. Covered it about, you know, a little over a year ago now, I think, uh, with uh, with Goose over at Foul Pole Sports. I don't. I don't know if Foulpool Sports is still uh, is still putting out that college baseball content, but if they are, by all means, go check them out. Okay, so number four, the the fourth worst movie I've covered on this podcast, and in something that I can definitively say, I feel very confident saying this, and this is not being cocky about the content we put on this feed. I think the episode that we recorded on this podcast with the guys from Airbuds was the best thing to come out of this movie, and that movie is. The Sixth Man, the 1997 movie with with Marlon Wayans. Uh, again, this is a movie that kind of would have been up my alley in terms of like they got the NCAA approval on this one. It's uh, Marlon Wayans and uh, Kadeem Hardison play these two brothers who are you know star college basketball players at Washington. Again, they got I believe I think it's Washington. They they got Washington to sign off on this. They got a bunch of other colleges to sign off on it too. 
uh, and, and Kadeem Hardison's character dies. He comes back as a ghost. This could have been a cool movie with like a supernatural element and something, you know, about loss with good basketball scenes and stuff like that. And it's just like comically bad. It's, um, it's a really, there's not a whole lot about this one that I can, I can go back and recommend. There's not a scene that I'm like, yeah, you know, this, you know, it's worth watching if it comes on TV. And the thing is, this one's never on TV. And it's pretty crazy that the NCAA gave approval to this one and and not other things. I mean, it didn't give approval to the program because the program was coming at the NCAA. And, the you know, the program has a bunch of missteps as well. But, um, you know, it. I, I don't, the, the sixth man could have been a lot better. Um, it's got Marlon Wayne's coming off. I think "Don't Be a Menace." I think "Don't Be a Menace" was before this, so like he's got comedic chops, but they really don't let him work. They let him do some of the slapsticky, screamy stuff that Marlon Wayne's is good at, but they don't really let him get in anything else. It's kind of just, unfortunately, this one is just a blip in between "Don't Be a Menace" and then you know "Scary Movie" and "Requiem for a Dream." Uh, it, this is the Six Man is a really really bad movie, but again. One of my favorite episodes with uh, with the guys over at Airbuds. Um, you know, we turned we turned on the Zoom call with this one, and we we kind of talked it over. We just talked how bad this one was, and we were like, "Yeah, I don't know, you know, what what we're going to talk about in this episode." We ended up going for over an hour. It was a really fun episode, but the Six Man is a movie that I will never revisit. I gave it one and a half stars, and just talking through that, I feel like it just needs to be ticked down to one. So I think by the time you listen to this, I will have adjusted my rating. It will be a one-star movie, The Sixth Man. Now up is number three, the uh, the third worst movie I've covered on this podcast. And strangely enough, I, I've realized just realizing this now as we talk through it, it's a running theme. It's another college athletics movie, which sucks because college athletics should be, you know, great fodder for a you know for a uh, sports movie. But it's another misstep. It's a big swing and a miss. I've talked about this one before in my uh, my episode about worst sports movie coaches. But it is Necessary Roughness, the uh, the nineteen ninety one uh, movie about college football, um, starring you know Scott Bakula, Hector Elizondo as the just one of my least favorite sports movie characters of all time, uh, Edge Straight Arrow Gennaro. Again, good plot, good good idea. So if you haven't seen Necessary Roughness, it is based on the fictional Texas Southern Armadillos. A uh, whole program is basically shut down, disqualified. They're basically given the SMU death penalty. They bring in this this legendary coach who, you know, for you know, big big into following the rules and, and all that shit, uh, to rebuild the program. And then uh, everything from there falls flat. Um, Bacula isn't terrible. It's also got uh, Sinbad in it, you know, you folks remember Sinbad, remember how big Sinbad was, um, but it's got a young Jason Bateman too, got a young Rob Schneider, uh, got a, uh, young Kathy Ireland, a lot of, a lot of young talent, um, but it falls flat, it's, uh, it is one of the worst, I mean, it's the worst football movie we've covered on this podcast, I gave it one star in Letterboxd, it's, it's just, there's, there's so much that isn't there. Um, again, it gets the football really wrong. It, you know, it makes like having to play with 19 players or whatever they do, having to, you know, it, it's just, it's very, it's got a lot of self-inflicted wounds, a lot of stuff that, you know, that shouldn't happen or wouldn't happen there. You know, there's, there's bones for a, for a movie here that the plot itself, 
the whole, you know, basically basing something off SMU and how they built back. You could even run that exactly like what happened to SMU, where they started having to playing and you know to play in the Southwest Conference with a bunch, you know, with a full team, but team that was not the town of the Southwest Conference, and they got their ass kicked most games. I uh, talked about that with um, with director Thad Matula when we talked about the Pony Excess a few months back. You, I mean, you could just run with that. You could, you didn't have to, you know make it any taller a task than it was by having, you know, a 34-year-old Scott Bakula as your quarterback. And um, so it, it's tough. And I've talked about uh, Hector Elizondo's performance as, as Ed Straight Air Gennaro. The character just does nothing for me. Uh, he has seemingly very little football sense. Uh, I am I just could not be less of a fan of this movie. I, I will never, ever watch this one again. It is a solid one star the more I talk it through. I'm thinking about kicking it down to to a half star. I think the only thing keeping that star in place is, you know, I, Sinbad is fine. Um, there's one actually, you know what? There's one funny scene. There, I will give it. I will give it to this movie. There's one funny scene where some inmates from a prison come to play, come to scrimmage and practice. And I, if I remember correctly, those inmates are, are former NFL players or played by former NFL players, and and that is kind of funny. Other than that. This one just has nothing going for it. Never, ever check out Necessary Remnants. But again, a uh, shout-out to Ben Koo from Awful Announcing. I think we had a, a great episode on this one about a year ago. All right, so for number two, for the second worst movie I've, I've seen on this podcast or I've covered on this podcast, I'm doing a combo. It's two movies that I've each rated one star, uh, same, same genre, same type of movie, same guest. There, it's, it's an original and a sequel. We're, of course, talking about Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2. Uh, covered both with, uh, with Jeff and Emmett Perlman. Uh, Jeff, the, the best-selling author of the, the recent uh, Three Ring Circus book on the, uh, the Shaq, Kobe, Phil Lakers, which was excellent, uh, far better than these two movies. Now, I had never seen the original Teen Wolf, and I had never, obviously, if I hadn't seen Teen Wolf, I hadn't seen Teen Wolf 2, which was the sequel two years later. Didn't really get anyone from the original. Didn't get Michael J. Fox. Only got, I think, uh, like two people from the original. Um, Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2 are just, they're really bad. Uh, I will say that if you're, you, you got to watch one, you probably watch Teen Wolf for the really bad basketball scenes. Like 10 minutes about, Teen Wolf has more basketball in it than a lot of, better basketball movies which is kind of surprising but the basketball is terrible michael j fox clearly not an athlete it's very unfortunate that he signed on to do this movie before uh for back to the future blew up because you know he he wouldn't have had to do this movie if if it had come along one year later uh because you know by the time this one was rolling out back to the future rolled out michael j fox was a hit it's the only reason i think that this one is this one is relevant, and this one got a sequel. Was because of Michael J. Fox. Uh, the the sports in both are bad. Teen Wolf Two is about boxing. Teen Wolf Two is is worse. I'm actually th- this has been actually a good exercise for me talking. I am gonna give Teen Wolf Two half a star because Teen Wolf at least has uh, the the scene where where Michael J. Fox's character is uh, surfing on top of a a van driving through the city. It is very corny. Um, it has the bad basketball scenes, which are at least, um, shout out to Mike Camerlengo, who has done those, his 60 second classics on Teen Wolf and the basketball scenes at least. And, uh, very, very funny. So Teen Wolf at least has that going for it, but I will never sit through the entirety of the movie again. 
Teen Wolf 2, which again has Young Bateman. Young Bateman making two appearances on this on this episode. So we are so far from Arrested Development and Ozark in this one. But um, Teen Wolf 2, in my mind, is remembered uh, for ruining the song Do You Love Me. Uh, it came out, I think, right before, maybe the same same year as Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing brought Do You Love Me back from, from where Teen Wolf 2 killed it. But it is... Uh, they're both terrible movies. They're both admittedly very much on the fringe of being sports movies. Uh, even though Teen Wolf 2 in the poster, he is wearing the uh, the boxing, you know, the padded helmet, that that sort of thing. Um, and again, Teen Wolf 2 has a ton of, ton of basketball, but they are both just tragically bad. But again, really fun episodes with uh, Jeff Perlman, New York Times bestselling author, and his son Emmett. Okay, number one, the, the worst movie I've covered on this podcast clocking it at a half-star rating on Letterboxd by me. Um, I'm sure longtime listeners, anyone who remembered the original bad title of this podcast, could know what it is. It's trouble with the curve. There's nothing that needs to be said about this movie. I am going to sum this podcast up, finish this podcast up by just, these are the five worst things about trouble with the curve. This was a tough list. It was tough to narrow down uh, within five. Um, number one, it wastes Amy Adams and then like a, a very stat cast, frankly. Uh, Amy Adams will win an Oscar. Hopefully it's not for Hillbilly Elegy, but whatever. Uh, Clint Eastwood, you know, has he, he's Clint Eastwood. Uh, Justin Timberlake coming off that, you, you know, I, I think he's coming off About Time and then a little before that, Social Network. Charismatic, he's never going to win an Oscar, but, you know, good stuff. Uh, Matthew Lillard, who I sung the praises of earlier. Robert Patrick, The Terminator. I mean, uh, John Goodman. Like, it's a really good cast, and it just wastes everybody. Um, number two, the uh, the only member of the cast that it didn't knock out of the park in terms of uh, it just casting someone quality is it, it miscasts the the guy that they portray as the the top draft pick, and it's not this guy's fault. They don't fault him for taking a job, but he he just doesn't look the part, doesn't play baseball like he you know looks the part. It's it just a complete whiff. I, I've gone about this in length, but that's the the biggest, you know, they, they take a guy who does not look like a professional baseball player and try to tell you he's a number two pick in the draft. That is, uh, it's not going to do it folks. Uh, in, in, in that note, number three, the, the film's climax is beyond stupid. If you haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend you don't, but, uh, the, it ends with, uh, Amy Adams has found a random, you know, pitcher in the parking lot of a motel they have him come throw BP to this top draft pick at uh, what looks like Turner Field, and he throws him a bunch of curveballs, and the guy swings through him, and they instantly, you know, management says he's a bust at the uh, top draft pick. It's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. Just terrible, terrible stuff. Number four, and, and possibly the, the movie's biggest sin, is it makes this statement that it thinks it's really smart about uh, being, you know, anti-analytics and new computer whizzes running the front offices in baseball and, you know, people just don't, you know, understand the value of scouting. It does it in this completely dumb, wrong way because there is, you know, when we covered this episode, one of my favorite episodes ever, one of my favorite baseball writers, Keith Law, he came on and it, we, we've talked about it multiple times in length. And scouting and analytics work together hand in hand. There's absolutely value in scouting. That is a you know, a good version of this movie is a movie I'd want to see. Uh, but they 
the people the the way they portray Lillard's character especially is a guy like fawning over high school stats and that's just not what this is uh it's not real life it is terrible it like it read uh, it read a 500 page book on you know analytics and then tried to sum it up into one sentence and it got it all wrong it's really bad and then number five it is seemingly kind of killed the studio release baseball movie kind of burned up the collateral of Moneyball because uh, it comes after Moneyball and then there hasn't really been much sense that isn't like a biopic like uh, 42. Um, Everybody Wants Some was linked later. It was a small release. Not a lot of people saw it. I I can't remember the last time there's been a big studio, you know, budget, big budget baseball movie, one that can that can pack this kind of cast. It kind of burned that collateral uh, that, that Moneyball gave us, which is really, really disappointing uh, this movie sucks. It was one of my, you know, it was, it was the original, um, you know, inspiration for this podcast. The original title of the pod was Trouble with the Script, which is a really bad podcast title, but I just wanted to insult this movie. Um, you know, I, I was thrilled to get Keith Law in to cover it, but, you know, hopefully in 2021, we are going to cover more great movies than really bad movies. But sometimes the really bad movies are fun to rip apart. Uh, so, you know, mixed bag. Uh, I am thankful that the listeners of the Big Screen Sports Facebook group, the members of the Facebook group, picked this episode. This was a fun one to do. Um, looking forward to, you know, throwing out more episodes like this in the group as the year goes on and, and you know, doing some some solo stuff like this, maybe bringing someone in on this. Um, but, you know, again, uh, thanks everyone who listened in 2020. Happy 2021. Uh, next Monday, we are back with Chapter 5 of Eastbound and Down. Uh, still you know, wrapping up Season 1. Um, Jeremy Loss on this one with me. He is, uh, he, It's been great recording with someone every week, not having to scrounge for a guest. It's been very appreciated. Hope everyone's enjoying uh, Eastbound and Down. And if you've got an opinion on it, if you want us to keep it up, or if, you, um, you know, if, you, if you'd rather switch back to sports movies in the month of February, join the Big Screen Sports Facebook group and and let me know. Um, if you got all the way through this and you're not someone who has uh, rated or reviewed on Apple Podcasts yet, uh, by all means, please do that. But um, I, I would imagine if you listen to this solo episode, you've been pretty dialed in. And, and for that, I appreciate you. Might as well uh, wrap it up here. Uh, again, very, very grateful, very thankful for everyone who's listened, who's reached out over the past year, um, and who's also checked out my uh, my other project from Phenom to the Farm, the uh, podcast I do with Baseball America, if you're a baseball fan. Go check that out. Um, you know, let's keep uh, let's keep it rolling with big screen sports in 2021. Looking forward to it. We'll catch you next Monday with Eastbound and Down. Thanks. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.